Hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come and learn about this new wave of innovation. I'm super excited about today's guest, former director of brand development of Super Plastic and current chief experience officer of 888 The New World, a new platform platform being created by one of the top NFT collectors in the space, 888 himself, Carson Woods. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I love that intro. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. I just really appreciate you taking time out of your day to be here. Oh my God, of course. Nothing I would rather do. This is so fun. So this podcast, the reason I started it is I've been in crypto for a while and I have a lot of friends and family that... Uh, kind of are on the sidelines. I'm sure a lot of us are in the same boat because it is such a new wave of innovation and we're all early pioneers. And so this is just to share our stories about how we got into the space and to learn a little bit more about what's going on in this movement. So to start off, I always ask, um, just tell us about your journey into crypto in general. Were you an investor in cryptocurrency before NFTs or was NFTs your first exposure in the space? was a bit more impressive like that I had some type of like crypto riches hidden away somewhere because I was like unbelievably smart at a, at a young age but that's just not the case <laughs> that's just not my truth so um I was the director of brand development at a company called super plastic and I'll save um a lot of the details but through super plastic I had this um really amazing journey super plastic for those who don't know is the very first animated character universe to become famous and popular on social media. So instead of using like a Hollywood studio as a primary distribution uh, channel or platform, the way like Marvel or like Cartoon Network is built, uh, Super Plastic used social media. So when I got a call from Nifty Gateway in August of last year, they were talking about decentralized and non-fungible and blockchain and all of this shit that was going way over my head. I was uh, the director of business development at that time. And I, I kind of, I got it. Like I understood that what we were creating at Superplastic through the animated characters and as well as through the toys um, was kind of already like crypto art or media in a way. And because of course all toy designs start out as 3D renders before they go into production and manufacturing so I kind of got it I was like this could be cool passed it down the pipeline and then like went about on my way and forgot about shit oh my god Megan's here Megan's my best friend and my assistant and basically my manager too so hi Megan (laughs) um and so I I kind of let the um I let the NFT projects kind of get pushed down the pipeline and and we kept putting it off putting it off and then fast forward a couple of months and um, I found this app called Clubhouse, and I'm kind of on it and, and, you know, making my way around a lot of, like, bullshit, but um, noticed a room that was about NFTs, and this was actually Blau's, one of Blau's first, like, earliest drops um, of the, of last, of this past year, and I think he made, like, $300,000 during this drop, and it was, like, a huge celebration, and 
people started talking and and I started to kind of let people know that Superplastic was having a drop and I just wanted to understand a bit more and that was essentially what launched this like full obsession and um, I loved being part of the the community I loved having conversations and what I really loved was like the the conversational way of like of learning about NFTs and and the philosophy like I'm somebody that's really obsessed with philosophy and I also am obsessed with pop culture and I think that the two have so much crossover um, in the world over the last like you know 200 300 years so um, I just went like all in and I I made it kind of my life so I, I quit my job one day and 10 days later moved to LA and started consulting for people and artists and brands on on their like business and marketing strategies and NFT integrations and job strategies and then I'm at 888 and now I'm here and I get to do what I want to do you know in in the block on the blockchain and in the digital future and I really think that this is this is like where where we're headed so I'm obsessed there's two things that you kind of touched on that I want to talk about a little more um, the first thing that you you said that I just think is really important, especially in the movement, is that when we are thinking about the future and we think about all of these centralized um, systems that we have where it's almost like all the wealth goes to the person at the top, um, and you can think of like a lot of the network um, networks out there that have been around for years and years, and we're gonna and super plastic really was at, uh, just like you were explaining, was really the beginning of trying to do this before NFTs were really caught on. Um, but do you, how do you think Superplastic, but then also just NFTs in general, uh, are going to allow people to create their own brand of marketing um, and be able to essentially uh, create that wealth distribution more evenly? Um, instead of instead of it being so top down. It's a, oh, can you hear me? It says my connection was lost. Nope, I got it. I hear you. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, that's a great question. I I've been saying this for like I've I've kind of had this vision for a while that with social media, um, really everybody has an opportunity to build their own brand, but that opportunity is not necessarily equitable because um, obviously Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of those platforms, they're still centralized and they still have um, an interest in making sure that the people that they profit off of are making the most profit. So, you know, when it comes to like TikTok or Byte, like making sure those top influencers who they're getting a cut of and they're they're operating through deals with like they are the ones that remain the top influencers so that's where like algorithms come in and people are kind of put in this position where you're not really um given information about how to be successful and it's a lot of like pay to play like if you want exposure on instagram truly you need to put you know ad dollars behind boosting and promoting your posts but unless you're, like, I always think that, like, large media moments inspire social media growth. But if you're not really, you know, if you're trying to build yourself up and you're trying to become somebody, then you're not going to have a, a large media moment. It's like you're not going to get 
that New York Times interview or a Vogue interview. Like you're you're trying to get yourself there. So it's kind of this hamster wheel. And once you're, I think that like through NFTs and through like a decentralized kind of network in society, you're able to finally step off of that hamster wheel and and work a little bit. You know, work work just as hard and get the same amount of like effort and reward. Like you can really inspire this different type of growth and exposure but there's still some kind of breaks in that system and I think there's still like in there's it's there's still a lot that's inequitable um but I I think everybody has an opportunity to build their own brand but that's not to say that everybody is going to be able to do it because brand building is still like an art and a technique and a skill set um it's not just about like posting on Instagram or creating a piece of digital art and then shilling it and sharing it like it's actually it's about community and it is about business and it's about consistency and recognition and it's really truly an art so yeah and I think that really ties into the second thing I was gonna ask you about because it's almost like uh artists you everyone has different skill sets like right we all have things that we are interested in um, that really take up our time and our attention. Um, I used to think it was so silly. I try to get people to learn about investing. I'm, I'm very business and finance mind and, uh, and people didn't get it. And, and then I realized, you know what, everyone has their own interests, but that's how, you know, we have to be able to help develop each other's skills and learn from each other in order to really grow. Um, and so I think this ties in perfectly to what I was going to ask you next, which is I didn't realize that you had actually quit your job and decided to go full time and just dive in <laughs> and take that risk, which I think yeah. is incredible. Um, why did you decide to do that? What, what was the because there's a lot of people on the sideline. You went like full, like deep dive, like I'm not even going to just do this part time. Like I'm going to go full in like. What, what pushed you there? Did you start talking to artists prior to that? Or was it just like, I need to do this and I'm going to make a move and we'll see what happens? Um, honestly, like, I think I'll, I'll be like graceful with this answer is that like, it wasn't just like my excitement for NFTs that made me have like a quarter of life crisis and like quit my job. Like there were a lot of things happening at that time. And I think, you know, I, on paper, everything looks really perfect. Like, I was employee number three at this startup that, you know, really, like, all signs pointed to success. I had great salary and benefits and stock options and basically could do no wrong. Like, pretty much had free reign over, like, whatever I wanted to do. But um, I think there gets to be a point in everybody's life where they're going to have this, like, whisper in their ear and this voice in their head that's like is there something more out there for me and that's really what it came down to like the fact that nft like this like kind of nft space and opportunity was available for me was just like a blessing but i honestly like had just hit my ceiling at super plastic and i think you know a lot of people at a certain time might you know find themselves in that position and they might be too afraid to make that jump because you're going to leave, like, security and stability and, like, something that looks so perfect on the outside. But on the inside, like, you just know that there's there there has to be something else out there for you. And even if it's not, like, 
very clear in that instant. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do. And, like, sometimes I still don't know what, I, what I'm going to do, but I think I was in this space, too, that was really dangerous for me where my entire, like, identity and worth was really, um, was very deeply connected to super plastic. And that scared me a little bit because I would have these feelings like nobody would give a shit about me or what I was doing if I didn't work for this company or this brand. Like, my value was directly connected to my contribution and connection to this company. And I feel like part of leaving was, like, proving to myself that I wasn't, like, that that wasn't true. And that, like, I brought my own sense of, like, worth and skill and, like, my own touch to that brand that will forever be part of its DNA and it will forever be part of mine. But there's something else out there for me and that something else is just, like, myself. Mm -hmm. And, like, who is Carson Woods? Who is Carson Daly? Like, what's next for me? And that is just, like, it's important to know. Like, I'm very goal-oriented like, I set a lot of, like, achievable goals. And with Super Plastic, I said I wanted to get 5 million followers. I wanted to um, pitch and produce a show. I wanted to get a major partnership with a luxury fashion house and a gaming um, studio. And I, I did that. I got 5 million followers. I packaged and pitched the Janky and Googiemon show, which we ended up turning down two offers and and they're probably still making it but it doesn't matter because whatever they do those characters moving forward like i i mean i was i was there (laughs) like i i I created those those bibles with them like i will always be part of that show and you know then i got super plastic characters in fortnite and that was my deal and then gucci and i was like damn i i did it like what more if you don't know when to step away like, then oh, I was going to wake up in 10 years and be like, oh, like, I'm sure I would have looked back and been like, it's been a great 10 years of Super Plastic, but I always would have wondered what I was missing. Yeah. Well, I really, um, I had actually ran into you when you were on a few other spaces. I just think your story is fascinating and honestly is an inspiration um, because it, it shows, you know, even when you're successful, even when you... Um, are building yourself up and working um, hard to help a brand that you still reflect and you still think about personal growth. And I just think it's awesome that you took that leap also because it sounds like that you really cared about the NFT artists and wanting to make sure that that community was taken care of. So um, so thank you for all, everything that you've done. We're going yeah, yeah, yeah. to turn and I talk – is just like for people listening like it's it also you have to take like a hard look at yourself like my last six months at super plastic were pretty like contentious and like tumultuous like I I felt like everybody was out to get me and like nobody was like listening to me or paying attention and I was so upset and like honestly now that I've been like removed from it for long enough like I was a big problem like I was a big part of the problem and it was because I was not like because I was not confident that I was happy there and because of everything else that I was facing and like I saw I went back to Vermont um last month and I I hung out at the super plastic office and I had this conversation with Paul and I was like I think I was like really difficult to work with in the end and and it's 
it's just like nice to be able to acknowledge that and like take responsibility for it because it's honestly like it's growth in the end and I'm in the right place now and I wouldn't change anything but like if you feel if you're in a position where you're like consistently frustrated and you're you know pointing fingers like sometimes it's just worth like that that old adage of you know every time you point your finger there's three pointing back at you like I was certainly in that position and I'm, I'm I feel grateful that I've got to learn from that yeah and I mean that's like you're taking time to be um taking time to like reflect on that I I've just relate to that a lot I've uh, was in a career uh, where I was getting frustrated as well and I, I was in education but there's just a lot of bureaucracy and politics and education and I felt the same way and um, since I decided to leave it's just like wow why didn't I do that four years ago um, and you really have to realize too that like happiness comes from within and that's one thing that as uh, emotional human beings like we often forget we forget that um, no one at our office or our place of employment can make us feel good about ourselves. Um, and so once I finally stopped looking for it, there is when I found it. Uh, and I just think that is something that people need to hear. So thanks for sharing that. If you're just joining us, um, please retweet so we can get as many people to listen in. Um, I sent a tweet out that we're live now and we're about to start talking about 888, um, and the new world, which I'm super excited about. So, Carson, 888 is a huge collector who spent millions of dollars on digital art. Um, I'm sure you know better than most what the motivation behind building a new platform from the ground up uh, was for him and, like, why this was so important. Uh, Oh, my gosh, yes, definitely. Great question. Um, I honestly, like, his motivation is is so... Um, is really genuine and really authentic. Like he just, he's somebody that his background, like he was involved in crypto earlier and, you know, Bitcoin and all of those crazes. And, and he heard about NFTs back in like November and didn't really pay attention. And then in February, he kind of started to, to be more active and make some purchases and, and be in a discord channel and then use this Twitter to share his, um, artwork that he was purchasing. And he really like was so inspired by the community and by like the discourse and, and everything that was happening, um, between people, like all of this inspiration and this art that was coming out of it. And he really felt like, oh my God, like we're moving into like, we're, we're creating like the new world. Like this is the new world. This digital renaissance is the new world. And, and after, you know, a couple of, um, you know, after a couple of stories and, and, and realizations came to light about these platforms and about the percentages that they were taking from artists and just kind of the, the criticisms and the concerns from, from these artists that are desperately trying to like get the attention of, of these platforms and, and of the people behind them. But, you know, you just can't, he realized that that new world was being built very much like the old world and, and being headed up by, you know, tech and venture capital. So he, he imagined this platform that was really like owned and operated by artists and that was built to, sustain and support and kind of elevate artists at any point in their 
career in their kind of like NFT experience or anything in between. So 888 The New World, you know, that idea just started kind of developing in his mind and he started experimenting and and kind of taking temperature checks with artists that he, uh, you know, has built friendships with and they all offered to, you know, kind of get involved and invest. And then that first investment round was led by, you know, all of the artists that are listed on 888 The New World platform. And actually many of them are taking roles on in the company as well. So they're not just like investing their own dollars, but they're investing their most valuable resource as artists, which is time. And it's so exciting to just be a part of and and it's really going to be incredible. Like I'm super passionate about it. And and when he and I got connected and he offered for me to come work there, like I, I was still really kind of coming down from my super plastic experience. And I told him like, I will do this, but like, I need to have, um, like I need to have as much kind of say and power and, and reign over it as I, I imagine like it needs to be your vision and also mine because I'm, I'm seeing it from a different side. Like I'm, he is a collector and he's in touch with artists in that way. But like, I'm just like a supporter and like a builder and I want to be able to support artists and support the community in that way. And he has been like, yes, go ahead. And I've really gotten to, like, all of my ideas are, are valued and pursued, and, and I get to work with some really incredible people, and we're building something amazing. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for 888 The New World um, because it is, it, the way we've been, like, this conversation has gone has made me realize the need for, like, the decentralization, the fact that you talked about artists being a part and owning um, is so important because uh, a lot of the original NFT platforms um, are more centralized. They're more top down. Uh, they take a cut of everything. They weren't. They didn't start as collectors. And regardless of if people think there's a need for a new platform, um, 888 The New World will be wildly successful because 888 has almost been an angel investor of sorts for many artists. Um, because he went out and he spent his own money supporting so many people. Um, and because of that, like he, do, he will have success. Um, how important is it when building in this crypto space to get that organic community first? I think sometimes I've talked a lot with different artists about this, but some people think they're just going to be able to be so successful immediately. Um, 888 could have just tried to start something. If he didn't put his own money in, and invest and build such a good community, it probably wouldn't be successful. So I was wondering if you could just chat about how important that like organic growth and those relationships are. Well, I think that it kind of comes back to what I was saying about brands building. Like a community is really like built and, and founded on kind of the, like I think what ties the community together in in some respects is brand and like what we're doing at 888 the new world is it's more than a platform but it's actually going to be an incubator of sorts for people to establish and and promote their own brands and become their own brands and like we're going to be doing all kinds of things like it's my goal that every single day of the week we have multiple like community programmed events like whether that's a twitter space or a twitch stream or 
like we're actually going to have like art advisories and critiques with the people who are curating the platform. So any artist, whether you've been accepted onto the platform or well, or if you like aspire to be accepted onto the platform, you'll be able to have like one-to-one time with the curators in a public setting so that you can, you know exactly what they're looking for. And in the same way, like we're also going to have, you know, those types of sessions with people who are like expert marketers and brand builders and, and who have had like really great success so that they can help people kind of refine their own like self-promoted drops and all of that like I really feel like that piece of it just like opening the door for people to connect with each other in this public way and and eliminate the sense of competition is important and um, on that same note like in once you're on the platform there will be a model that allows people to kind of elevate through the different tiers and zones of um, 888 The New World by a community vote. And that vote is kind of like an upvoting system. There's no down votes. It's just like aggregated, you know, favorites and, and thumbs up. And what that does too is is actually it's us encouraging and empowering people to build deeper relationships with other artists on the platform, with community members, with collectors, whether you they've collected your work or not like really just like interpersonal relationships are really going to be critical here just as they are honestly in the real world. Like people forget that like what we're doing here in this space is not any different (laughs) than just like existing in society and in the real world too. Like, you know, you're not, if you are somebody that has like a booth at a flea market or a farmer's market like, and you see somebody, like, walk by or somebody that stops to check out your stuff, like, you're not just going to, like, ignore them or or be slighted if they don't buy something right away. Like, you're going to look to, like, build a, a connection with them and talk to them about your product and explain to them, like, you know, just pitch them, like, market yourself and your product. Like, it's exactly the same just because it's happening behind a screen. Like, the, le- the lessons and the techniques of, like, marketing – and of retail and sales are not like just eliminated because we're operating in a decentralized and like digital space. It's still really key and really critical. And and I think people will find that like they can also support each other. Like some people have different types of skill sets. Like I think that I'm really good. You know, I think my friend Brandon left, but he was here and me and Brandon and, and one of our other friends, NFT Poppy, like we also we help each other a lot with like copywriting and um, pro- like our NFT descriptions and like our kind of creative briefs and overviews. Like we all have a different skill set and we just support each other. And whether that means you're doing it because there's there's something in it for you or it's not transactional at all, like to be able that is like how you foster community. It's not about like what people can do for you. It's about what you can do for people. Yeah. Some of the most successful um, entrepreneurs I know are talk about that too. It's um, if you can help someone else be successful, you're going to be more successful as well. And it's uh, really about instead of always looking up at someone that's um, made it or doing better than you find someone that you can help that maybe hasn't made it. And as you grow and they're going to continue to um, grow with you, but they're going to help be able to promote and build your brand because you took your time and helped them. I I have been 
astonished um, at how many artists I've talked to that have told me about how six or seven months ago, Fawocious really were um, a big part of their introduction into the space and helped them learn a lot. And now they, they have bigger platforms as well and just can help share and spread um, the news, but that came because of the goodness of his heart. And when you take your time, take time, and just care about people, you're gonna make it a lot farther in this world than um, than worrying about your ego. And a lot of times, um, that's what kind of gets in in the way of things. Uh, let's do one more question, then let's open it up. So that well, I have two more questions, and then let's open up the floor for some some audience questions. So one one thing I wanted to chat on was. Um, this new development about uh, commissions going to collectors. Um, so Super Rare and some other sites are starting to reward collectors by giving them commissions whenever a piece that's originally owned resells on the secondary market. I imagine someone like 888 as a collector knows the importance of platforms and the collectors as well. So tell, uh, you talked a lot about the importance of like engaging the artists in the community. Let's turn to how 888 The New World really is thinking about the collectors and investors as well, because I know 888 is thinking about that. That's a good question. Um, you know, I think that for, I can speak like to 888, for 888 and I, like our motivation really is, is not about like, it is about how we can like support and listen to collectors, but it's first and foremost about artists. And it's also about how we can bring new collectors into this space as well, like how we can onboard them and then, and then support people from there. But I mean, I, I feel like this like royalty and commission model is kind of a missed opportunity. Like I would almost rather see commissions or, or something from like more of a, a referral structure or format like if a collector brings somebody you know the same way you as an artist like you use a link to get somebody onto foundation like if a collector had their own kind of referral link where they could then send other collectors you know they could send the people that link and then if that person makes a purchase maybe they get some type of kickback but you know, I would only feel comfortable with that if that was coming from, like, the the platform's percentage and not taking away from the artist's percentage, especially, you know, if it's a platform that is already taking a pretty high percentage from artists. Um, I, I feel like when it comes to kind of, I think some of the best collectors, like 888, really just want the artists to be happy, and they want the, they want the, like, um, they want everything to be like in their best interest and like if they're gonna if the collectors you know then get something from that then that's incredible also but we are gonna support collectors in in a way to make them feel like super special and 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 take a lot from i think like the fine art world of like early previews and like having you know being open up the opportunity for people to connect like one-to-one like large collectors that are interested want to meet the artists like ahead of their drop and like talk to them about it and we'll facilitate those conversations and that introduction but um i haven't we haven't really been thinking about like how to reward collectors at this like juncture just because as we build right now we want to make sure that we build something that is the most you know attractive and the easiest to use and the best option for artists 
and then from there like certainly we'll we'll we know that like we're not really gonna we're not really gonna be judged on um what we do you know what we build right now like everything if everything is awesome after launch then that's great but really what we'll be judged on is how quickly we can adapt and make changes based on the feedback and the criticism and the you know anything that that the community and the artists then tell us about post-launch mm-hmm. that's really like where you show like your value and your commitment to community so once we get to that phase then we're definitely going to be looking at you know additional ways to support collectors and and he has a great network he's friends with a lot of these people aoi also um you know um loopify like keyboard monkey all of these people and, and has a ton of insight from them that we'll definitely lean into but for right now we're super focused on on how to make this the best platform for artists that's awesome okay before we get into other um questions are there any big announcements or things people need to know about 888 the new world that hasn't been shared yet or that you really want to share with us before we kind of go into um people that are requesting to ask some questions (laughs) Yesterday we had a press release go over the wire. I don't know if people saw that I shared it, but we announced our first kind of collective of, of um, curators for the platform. So we have Jason Safe, Blake Catherine, G Monk, and David Ario. So that's the first round of, of curators, which will be awesome. We have a couple more that we're going to announce too ahead of launch, and we'll really start to talk about that curation process. Um, we're, we also announced our first special division. So 888 The New World will have um, artist-led divisions internally that create resources and opportunities and um, just kind of a, a whatever, a model or something that just helped us really define our business. Um, and one of those divisions, special divisions, is the mental health and wellness division which will be led up by Malavita. So Malavita has uh, what she calls a, a crypto, the largest crypto emotional support group called Heal the, Heal the Deal. And Malavita and I will be looking at, at creating resources and kind of platforms and programs around artists' mental health and wellness because we know that there's a lot happening in the space and, and a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of rejection, a lot of, like personal kind of feelings and a lot of it feels like it's happening. I think people feel like they're going through it alone and we want to dismantle that and, and create like more room for people to share and connect and, and get support. So those, those things were just announced yesterday, which I'm super excited about. And um, I'll also share that we have a um, diversity, equity, and inclusion division. So we'll be creating a DEI statement and policies around diversifying the platform and making sure that we have a certain set of diversity standards. Um, and we'll ask the community to hold us accountable as we'll use those to hold ourselves accountable as well to make sure that we're building the most diverse platform uh, possible. And yeah, I'm super excited about that. So stay tuned. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Carson, for joining the show. We're going to go to take some questions from the audience, if that's okay with you, if you have a a few more minutes. Yeah, Uh, definitely. And some of my friends are here. Come up, you guys. Yeah, request to speak. All right. AJ, I saw you first. Go ahead. Uh, Did you have a question? Am I live or? 
You're alive. I hear you. God, uh, I just want to say hi to my family and uh, my friends. This is a big moment. So uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Yeah, go ahead. Did you have a question for Carson? Uh, yes. Uh, how much is your OnlyFans? because I think that OnlyFans is um, kind of provides a, a sense of um, a, a, an untrue sense of financial autonomy. Um, I want to create a decentralized OnlyFans platform, though, competitor. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> All right. Andrew, do you have a question? Hello? Hi, Andrew. Hello. I have a question. Do you think you're a Drake? What? Do you think you're a Drake? I'm not exactly sure what that question was, Carson, either. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, I have a question for you, the host. Um, I need to have a word. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead, Jack. appreciate that Carson uh, so yeah so this is actually yeah the first time bring up Lindsay or Ronan or Sam or Anna yeah so we try to try to give everyone a fair opportunity to ask questions and this will be the first time that we've had some spammers I don't know if that means that um, this show has finally uh, made it or or what but I appreciate um, you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, you guys will uh, will tune in more just to be genuine. Um, but yeah, Lindsay and Ronan, I got you guys coming up on stage. Hi, how's it going? Hey, thanks for joining the show. Hi, thank you, thank you so much, and thank you so much for um, having this. You know, um, I just raised my hand. I think that what just happened is kind of like a really great example of why it's so important to have somebody like Carson um, leading, you know, a new platform and just um, being a leader in the space. You know, obviously, we there are still um, there's just still a lot of BS going on, you know, and um, Carson. You are just such an amazing um, person, and not just person, uh, female person, woman, sister, BFF. Um, I just wanted to say that, and I'm really enjoying this interview. I have some questions, but um, I'm a little, I just, I'm a little angry. So, (laughs) I was trying to be honest. Um, Thanks, Lindsay. So I'm just gonna keep it calm, but um, I did. I, I did want to just, you know, show my respect and um, support for you right now. You're the best. Thank you. And I think, yeah, we still have a lot of bullshit to work through, and that's okay too. And I'm also okay with like being like putting myself first and putting myself on the line to 
um, try to, you know, I don't know, absorb any of that bullshit and hopefully like deconstruct it and unpack it and tell people to fuck off because mm-hmm. I can do so gracefully and I can do so not so gracefully. So <laughs> if anybody else wants to come at me, take your pick. Well, there's a, um, there's, there's a lot of chauvinism in crypto still from the early days, and it's really frustrating. It's like, I just think that there's a, it's really important to touch on this, and I meant to ask you about this, but you are really a pioneer for, um, and someone that girls and women can look up to that is in this space so early and being, um, being, having a voice and using it in this community is so important. Um, is there a message that you have for young, uh, female artists that you, you would like to share or just like how the journey is, if it feels different, um, and how we need to work towards almost making it a more inclusive environment so that we don't have to deal with stuff like that? Well, I feel that, you know, professionally and, and, you know, to make something a more inclusive environment and my, my professional approach to this, and I, I talked about this yesterday in a separate conversation, is, like, when it comes to, like, the camps of um, is it thoughts or prayers or is it, you know, policy and change? Like, I'm a policy and change girl. So and that's why at 888 The New World, there will be, like, DEI statements and policies. And I think, I hope that that, inspires these other platforms to actually create a mission and a statement around um you know how they want to how they want marginalized people to be treated in their space and in their community Uh, but like on a personal level i think that you just kind of have to find a way to be courageous and know that you never have to compromise like your boundaries or um you know your worth so that you can fit somewhere because a lot of times I think we're trying to find space like for like women we're trying to find space in these um in these these settings and in these environments that are mostly male dominated and really it's not about like squeezing yourself to fit into that space it's just because like you're too big to fit there and like creating your own space and if they want to, if they don't want to come because you're a woman, then fuck them. But like, there's, you just never have to compromise who you are, any part of you, whether that's like you're a feminine side or more masculine side, or you want to be smart and sexy and cool and fun and nice, or you want to be, you know, mean or whatever, like just be who you are. Like you don't have to compromise any of that. And if you want to make, if you think you deserve to make more money, then yes, you do deserve to make more money and probably even more after that. If you think that, you know, you deserve to be, you know, more respected or heard and you're not being heard, then call people out. Like just find a way to, to do so like safe in a way that makes you feel safe and that you're not compromising any part of who you are. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for touching on that too. Friends with, uh, friends with you. Thanks for joining the show today. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, that was kind of crazy, those rude-ass, like, dumb people. But I wanted to ask you a question. Um, what do you think, like, in your ultimate, like, dreams that you feel that this space, like, this digital 
goods and NFT space will will be. Do you think that it will join together with like the rest of the art world? Is this the new art world, or what? Do you, what is your like ultimate like dream for the future for all this? I think that this is a new medium in a lot of ways, and I I hope that it's an entry point for some artists uh, to maybe find their way to the fine art space. I feel that um, NFT is like when it relates to the to arts, to digital art and digital goods right now is just really like an on-ramp for the rest of crypto. And for also, you know, as an industry, is an on-ramp for other industries. Like I really feel that um, it's just kind of a use case and we'll look back on it as like a case study for how we got people, you know, involved in crypto and in the metaverse and how we started to like really have these conversations around like a digital future. Like we're already living really digitally. We already have like our own digital avatars. Like this very conversation is more or less a digital avatar. Like nobody, you know, we're all just kind of presenting ourselves in this way digitally, but I feel like there is such an opportunity to then take a look at like the other ways that we do things digitally. Like all of our email, like all of our correspondence is managed digitally. All of our finances are managed digitally. Our um, homes are managed digitally. Like you can turn your lights on and off through your phone, like thinking about all of that, but then thinking about the fact that a majority of it is centralized. Like if not all of it is centralized, like this is just one way to like be to open yourself up to thinking about what it means to live with like self sovereignty, and what for anybody that's listening that really like is still not sure what that actually means. Sovereignty is just denouncing anything that has power over you. So you can have a sovereign identity in any place in your life. You can have sovereign identity in in finance you can have it in in your professional life you can have it in your romantic life it's just kind of that that notion of being like i am the only person that's in control and has power over myself and my decisions and i can do or not do anything that i want to whether that means using like a privatized financial institution to store your money or selling your art via an auction house like Sotheby's or uh, Phillips or Christie's or you want to sell it on OpenSea or Rarible or whatever like it's just about like that personal kind of choice and autonomy and I think that this is just a really good way to start having that conversation because unfortunately when it comes to philosophies and and feminist theories like that you know it's hard to think about them if they're not something that's helping you make money. So I think the fact that people are are find generating income from this place is really important to open doors for those types of conversations and money talks and money votes. So it's good. It's all good that people are making money. But my dream or vision for the future is just that people are safer. Like I think that this work is really just about like protecting people's digital identities and and making a safe world. Thank you, Carson. Uh, thank you, Crazy About Crypto. This has been super informative, and I'm a fan of you both. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so thank much. You. Appreciate you stopping by today. Uh, Ronan and Rebecca, did you want to jump on stage and um, chat with Carson too? Yeah. Hi. 
thank you for the space and for the time. Um, my name is Rebecca, and I just want to first off um, thank Carson for handling uh, the previous questions with such grace and professionalism. That um, speaks volumes of, of your character and is a testament of, of who you truly are. So um, kudos to you for being such an awesome person. Thank you. <laughs> um, the, uh, regarding the curation, um, do you, uh, harder question, um, do you and the new world foresee, um, in addition to having digital curation, then um, transform them into in real life uh, exhibitions as well? And um, so are you looking for curators who experience in that realm? That's a great question. Yeah, I think that um, bringing this kind of like NFT art and crypto art and media into the real world is really critical. And like, I would love to someday have like, you know, brick and mortars or something like some these like physical installations. And I think, you know, they're de it's definitely something that we've been talking about and we've been kind of ideating. Uh, right now, we really just want to focus on making sure that the platform itself is is like 100% and is awesome and that we're prepared for it. But at some point, I feel that it's going to be super necessary and I think it's going to be a big part of standing out. So um, yeah, we definitely will be looking at, at curators for like live installations and and um and how to like break into the the real world and in the same way that you know louis vuitton has like a a little section in in Saks or bergdorf like I, I think someday there's going to be like these like nft department stores and you'll be able to go in and you can go to the lexus dealership and purchase your lexus via an nft in one place and you can go to the Eight at eight, the New World section of that department store, and purchase your art there, and and you're, everybody's just going to be walking around with their AR glasses or their phones and scanning QR codes and purchasing NFTs and either getting those as as just digital assets or getting them as you know in Fortnite skins and and all of those things, or they're going to be actually like going to pick up physical items. Like I really think that this is a, a an awesome transaction model and and retail model and i would love outside of like the sales part of it just having installations where we can go out in the real world and and tell people because i still think if i stand on the corner of the street for a whole day and ask 100 people if they know what an nft is or if they've they've heard of them or whatever i think a majority are going to say no so being in the real world is a big piece of this so Yes, Rebecca, if you have any ideas, like my DMs are always open. Feel free. We can email, correspond, get on a call, whatever. I'm, I'm always down to brainstorm. Such Excellent. A, Thank you so much, Carson. Thank you. Such a good Thank question, you. too. Thanks for coming on and asking that. Uh, Ronan, did you want to come off uh, mute? Go ahead. Hey, yeah. Uh, so, um, obviously, I wanted to come up and support Carson. Uh, it's Hi, Ronan. Hello. Um, you know, and just say, you know, a part of obviously this conversation is very much about, uh, you know, what she's dealing with, right? And and the fact that, like, you're able to, like, continue to push forward and continue to do what you do and continue to be such, like, a vocal person in this space, uh, not only for, like, like, how you feel, right, but, like, how, like, the people around you, right? Like, I love that, like, you're... Um, 
supportive of your communities, right? So um, I just wanted to come up and show support for you, obviously, and say hello and say, uh, you know, you were supposed to call me last weekend and you didn't, so I'm going to call you out. <laughs> and I love you. Um, but, I you know, like, <laughs> but no, I love to see, like, what you're doing, and I'm so excited for you. And, uh, you know, I, I really, like, we do need to connect on the side, but, like, with what you got going on here, what I would like to know is, um, you know, what is, are you looking forward to most with, like, this role and being part of such, like, um, uh, someone who's so regarded in the space, right? Like, he's got such a brand, right? He's known for, for his heart, right? So to be able in the position that you're in, obviously have the, the, the um, belief that you do, like, what are you looking forward to most, like, in the space and, and in your new role? I think just finally like personifying and humanizing a a platform like it's so it's such a missing piece and like it's the number one thing like I feel that like really qualifies good brand building is like can you really feel the people or the person behind it like whether that's you know an apparel company or a toy company or whatever it is like can you really, or arts, like, I mean, so friends with you, Sam is here, like, you can, when you look at their artwork, like, you can feel the people behind it, like, that's, that's good brand, like, that's great community, like, that's an experience, whether you're having that experience at, like, an installation that they've created, or you're having an experience, like, by looking at their social content, like, that is an experience, so chief experience officer like I'm responsible for that like making sure that anybody that comes forward that sees this stuff these announcements the art the you know anything whether we're talking now about live installations or you know anything like you feel the people behind it and with platforms like digital art marketplaces there's so many people behind it but there's such a absence of that human feeling and that humanization especially when it comes to like the corporate side of it like feeling the artists and their work like that's completely separate and like if I can help people or inspire people that are creating art to to be able to inspire those experiences that's amazing too but really like I'm like I said like I'm putting myself so forward and 888 is so like excited about that because he wants to really remain anonymous not because of anything weird but because he wants this to be about the artists and and together like we also have this this shared understanding that it that we require like a marketplace or a corporation or brand a company to also be human so that's my favorite part is like and I'm willing to do that like when shit is bad when shit is good, like, if there's problems, like, I will always, like, put, lay myself on the line and, like, be the human behind it, and that's, like, my favorite part is, like, as many people that are involved with ADD the New World that also want to, like, you know, be, put themselves out there and put their, like, best foot forward, like, I'm going to protect them and I'm going to be the barrier between them, but I'm going to allow them to have that space, and that's, like, that's what I most look forward to. I hear so many artists and people have conversations like, or just tweet like, you know, my third time applying to Super Rare, or like tweeting at Super Rare, or tweeting at Rarible, or tweeting at these like different platforms, just to like try to get acknowledgement as like a human, like just acknowledge me. Like 
you know, if I apply and I don't even get like a rejection notice or like a thanks for applying letter or anything, like that's so disheartening. And I feel like just like kind of dehumanizing, like I want to make people like I want to allow people to be seen and heard. And it doesn't mean like everybody, you know, it's still a marketplace that is going to be curated. Not everybody's going to be accepted, but everybody is going to have an opportunity to show up for these programs these workshops, these events, these conversations, these critique sessions, and put in the work so that they can be accepted. Like, everybody will know exactly what we're looking for and how they can get better and how they can, you know, strive toward being on this platform. Like, it's not going to be a secret. And I'm just really, that's what I'm the most excited for is that, like, we're we are like blowing the the doors off and like I believe in this like radical transparency model and I think that you know there's too much corporate secrecy and bureaucracy and and I don't want that like no secrets it's just it's all here like I'm the person behind it like let's let's talk and let's find out and I I just am that's really I'm so excited for that. So thanks for that question, Ronan. And yes, I know I owe you a call. I'm so sorry. Awesome. I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you. And I can't wait to see like what this uh, this platform brings and what it does for artists because obviously like, you know, we're huge proponents of, of the art. So super excited. Yay. Thank you. Congrats. Thanks. Lindsay, I think I saw you come off mute for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, thanks so much. Um, yeah, I'm still getting used to this Twitter spaces. I kind of, I kind of like it, but the the navigation, Carson. Um, you know, as you were just speaking, I, I realized something, uh, like that I hadn't realized in the time that I've known you. And I think that um, what I'm really getting from you and from seeing you in this space and just from being your friend is. Um, a new kind of inspiration and um that I hadn't had you know like hope and um idealism and and um optimism you know um I've been in the art space for a really long time and um I think that that is somewhat even though I really do believe that this is a mirror of um of IRL, like, as you were talking about, um, I do not believe that we have found the portal, um, to Narnia and, you know, I've said it before and like, Hey, all the rules don't apply here. You know, we're still people working together and, um, and, and doing this thing called life, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, um, in the metaverse or, you know, on platform, et cetera, et cetera, or, or, you know, at a gallery show. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think that also I wanted to touch on something. Um, I think that it's really interesting and I know that we want to move past this, but I don't want to move past it without saying that since I have been, um, interacting in the NFT space, there has been multiple times when I have had to tell men and women the actual definition of feminism. And to me, it is shocking right um and the fact that you would speak so eloquently 
and be heading up such a really uh, incredible, innovative project um, platform, and that the first thing that somebody would ask is um, referring to selling your body or, you know, uh, profiting off of your, your physical being. And, and to me, it just shows, like, how much work we have to do. Um, and I'm just, like, so proud of you and, and so happy to uh, have you um, on my team as a human. Um, the question Thank that you. I have, sorry for the long-winded, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, the, the question that I have is about the technology and the actual uses of 888 The New World, you know, it, it seems to me that platforms have launched and either, I, I don't know if they're holding back um, these, these, I don't know what you call them, um, but um, are you guys going to launch with everything, with all the bells and whistles, or are you holding things back and then going to roll them out? That's a good question. Um I think we're going to launch with everything that we have, like, I like all of our ideas, at least, like, when it comes to, like, the functionality of this, the platform itself and make, um, you know, the user experience really easy. Like, there'll be back-end portals for artists, for the curators, for collectors. Um, you know, we have on our website will be awesome, like, a couple of different, like, not like leaderboards but just like on the home page you'll be able to see kind of some stats so like most recent sales and top sales and most recent collectors and top collectors like you'll be able to really see all of that and and what's unique too is like you'll also be able to switch between the different like uh token values like ethereum or like our we're going to be launching on the flare networks using the spark token but you'll be able to also we'll have those checkout integrations and i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but we'll also have um a fiat like a credit card checkout integration too so you'll be able to see those different things like we're going to have badges and and obviously like i mentioned we have different zones so Actually, as artists move through the zones and as collectors collect from each zone, they'll receive a badge from that zone. So you can, we're trying to like incorporate all these different like features, but we're also, like I said, you know, we're going to really be judging ourselves and be judged on our ability to adapt quickly to any type of uh, feedback or recommendation or functionality that, that the community says that they want and need. And then we'll add that on too. And I can't quite announce it yet, but it'll probably be coming out next week. But we're going to be partnering with a really amazing, um, really reputable uh, company that it, uh, are notorious, like notoriously famous and awesome for all of the um, advancements and developments that they've done in the blockchain space. And they'll be our tech and development partner. So they'll be running our whole like back end and I'm so excited about them they're people that I've looked up looked up to it's funny because they were actually courting me to consult for them before I accepted the job at 888 the new world and now because we're entering this kind of joint partnership adventure they're happy because they kind of still get me <laughs> as like a, a, a marketing and, and kind of brand building support so 
I'm excited. They're, they're so incredible and, and we're going to have as many, we're not going to hold anything back. Um, but we're definitely going to come out with everything and then say like, okay, everybody, here's the dim sum menu. Like, what do we like? What do we hate? And we'll, we'll also probably call upon like artists and people in the community collectors to, to beta test the site and do stress tests and make sure everything's awesome. But that's a great question. And eventually I think the only thing I can think of that we would be like, you know, holding back or not necessarily holding back, but we'll be building, um, down in the future will be like that metaverse extension and integration of 88, the new world. So stay tuned for that. But, um, that's really exciting for me too. All right, Carson, thank you again for joining the show. I want to say, I think, um, I do record these so we can put them on the podcast and I think it's just really, uh, interesting, what happens and like conversations that can be had when you have um live like when you do a live show and I'm not going to edit anything out from this show because I think there's an important message at the end of this that needs to be shared and it's something that ironically is what Carson and I talked about the almost the entire time which is when you put good out into the world it comes back to you and um it's ironic also to me well it's not ironic at all i'm not surprised um the assholes that were in here wanted to stay until they could be on stage and then they left um and i think when you when you have motives in in life and in the world and in investing and you don't just you're only thinking about yourself and you're only thinking about um what you think in a moment will be funny to you you forget about the importance of others and you forget about the importance of the kind of character you're building for yourself in the world and i think um carson i really appreciate also how you handled that situation um i unfortunately don't have someone that can vet people before they come up and like to give everyone an opportunity but i'm definitely going to be cautious as well but i think at the end of the day especially for this show it is a really an important thing to be able to um to be able to confront those people and be able to uh, direct them face on because when you do that um any power they feel they have is just taken away and i think you did that um very eloquently today so thank you and thank you for joining the show i really appreciated you you being on um i'll definitely as 888 the new world continues to grow i'd love for you to stay in touch we'll have you on again and anytime that you have artists maybe that you would like to um have shows that we can collaborate as well as uh yeah, we build out this that. platform because i think it'll be awesome to be able to speak to artists about drops they have and things like that as well so, yeah thank you and thank you so much for having me and thank you um, to my friends that came up and, and Lindsay and Rona and Rebecca, everybody, and I see you in here listening, like a bunch of people that stick around and hung out. And yeah, I, I'm, I agree. And I'm glad that you're not going to edit it out because I think it's important. And I think, you know, a lot of the points that Lindsay touched on and Ronan touched on, Rebecca did, like, it's so, it's just really necessary and like I said, like I'm, I'm down to like put myself on the line and I think it's, it's good to show that like this world is, this is still like the world we live in and that we're still going to have to face challenges like that and, and just know that like you've got, it's good to know that you've got people that like have your back and I, anybody that's listening, if you're in a position where you need somebody to have your back, like hit me up and I'm there. Um, 
Yeah, and this has been such a great way to start my Friday, and I hope everybody has an awesome weekend, and I'll definitely be back, and we'll be back with 888 The New World, and do some crazy about crypto show episodes sponsored by 888 The New World. Hell yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Don't hesitate reaching out. I'm really excited to see what is in store for 888 The New World. Thanks again, Carson, for coming on. If you did not catch the whole interview, I'm going to upload this onto um, our website. We just got that live. It's crazy about crypto show dot com um, there's a link on my page please follow um, follow us too if this is your first time coming to our show and please go follow Carson as well so that you can keep updated on everything happening with 888 the new world and um, until next time we'll see you um, we'll see you in the metaverse <laughs> bye bye, bye guys <laughs> bye. talk soon <laughs>